up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, and I am likely on a beach somewhere in Florida taking a brain break. We all need those. I have been going and going and going and going this entire year with no breaks at all. Been one of those. It's been a doozy, especially when you've got a little one and you're grinding, working really hard to push a company forward. You got to take a step back. So I've been the type of guy who has worked on vacation. I know you're throwing tomatoes at me as I speak to you through your speakers. Um, I can't do it anymore. I literally can't. I need a freaking break. So I am keeping this content engine running. So I am recording this one well in advance and it'll likely be uh, an abbreviated episode um, trying to give you all something to listen to to satisfy Stacking Size Podcast as your hobby content alternative while I am out. I um, want to thank the great state of Florida, the Sunshine State, and Oranges for the unofficial sponsorship you have directed at the Stacking Slabs podcast for this week. I do appreciate it. Um, could this be the home, the college home of the new quarterback for the Indiana Indianapolis Colts? I don't know. Could it be? Who knows? Are you in the draft group? Are you thinking about a lot of different things on who's going to fill your out your rosters? Football season is t- year-round, 365, baby. It's going and going. I'm excited. I We've got less than a month for the draft. And so this episode obviously is recorded in advance. I'm a believer in consistency. I'm a believer in adding value. And I made mention in last week's episode that I was going to spend this one addressing the Beckett of it all. And I know there has, the dust has settled and I know we don't want to pick at scabs, but I did, I let everything be talked about. I let everything be discussed. And what I'm going to try to do is offer an alternative angle and lens to the conversation about Beckett. And the reason I'm addressing Beckett head on, because they're a major player in the hobby and in our in- industry And so I'm going to just talk a little bit about that. I have consumed a lot of content just in response and reaction from other creators that I respect. Um, I would recommend because if you have no idea what I'm talking about, likely uh, you probably aren't on social media and have not paid attention to this. I would assume most people listening to this are on social media and have gathered the news at some level. What I would recommend, and I'm going to point people to the show. If you want to know what the heck happened and you're unfamiliar, go listen to uh, the Wax Museum podcast, Kyle's show, and go listen to episode 214. So at the beginning of his show, he talks about everything that transpired with that. And I don't want to get into that. I really like it. You know, the emoji where your eyes spin, that's how I feel when I think about it. And I You likely already know the details, so I don't want to rehash it. I'm going to just respond to those details. So if you're unfamiliar, you need a companion piece or need some support and providing clarity on what the heck happened, go listen to Kyle's show, Wax Museum. It's great. Um, So this week, we have my man Jordan, Northwood's card collector, back on the podcast. Um, He's always got like movement going in his PC, which I appreciate. 
Um, he's a Manning collector. Um, obviously, they're regulars here on the show. Um, but this episode won't be like specifically about Manning cards. It's just about how to get to how to get good at saying goodbye to cards because there's a significant reason or a compelling event on the other side. It took me a while, but once I got there, it has made my hobby experience that much better. Is just to think about the PC that you're building as living, breathing, and there being room to make moves and it being fluid. It's really hard. Collectors, we like to keep, we like to hoard, but the more we can think about the equity in our PC and leveraging that for our dream cards, the better. And Jordan's done a good job of that. So I'm bringing him back on to talk about that. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode with David, mostly 90s basketball cards. Talk about a collector's collector, huh? I really enjoyed learning about the directions that he went in with his collection. Uh, him talking about set building, partial set building, not really paying attention to the mainstream, not wanting to be told what to buy, when to buy, how to buy. He is a true CEO of his PC. And that is a catchphrase that I haven't said in a while, but I'm a, a true believer in. So a reminder to you all, the audience of the Stacking Slots podcast, your hobby content alternative, you... When 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 I'm talking about this, I I'm thinking full executive control. I'm thinking about okay, so it's not really modern CEOs. So like in today's world, you in this is going to maybe reflect back into the Beckett of it all, which is I wasn't thinking about, but maybe that's where we're going to land. But modern CEOs seek feedback, buy-in, and gain approval for their decisions. I think any successful CEO. Um, out there would likely say like, these are the ways I go about running the business that I'm operating. I want you to think, I'll be thinking more like Vince McMahon and maybe not all like Vince McMahon, because that could get us into territory where we all get in a bunch of trouble. But when you think about Vince McMahon, you think about full control. You think about the, I do. I think about just the the final say. He's the final boss. He makes the decisions. He's back in the limelight, but he is like the executive in the final say. So I want you to think like that eh, because it's your collection and you make the rules. The, the more you think like that, it gives you an opportunity, which I think is understated in this hobby, but it offers expression. So that's the opportunity to stand out and tell a story to other collectors about what you collect and giving the reasons why. We all, as CEOs of our PC, can ha- have the ability to create a one-of-a-kind one of a kind approach with how we collect, who we collect. Um, when I think about David, I think about the Wisconsin of it all. Of course, he has an in- Wisconsin basketball has impacted and influenced his collecting in a major way. And a lot of that came from him in a earlier time going to games growing up with his father. And so that then causes him to go purchase cards, badass cards of Wisconsin basketball legends to build out his PC. That is a one of a kind approach. I think curation isn't just a buzzword when it comes to collecting. It's, it's everything. Art galleries have themes. They're built and displayed with intention. There's specific eras, specific types of artists. It's ironic because we're here to build it for ourselves, but there's this component about sharing it with others that fits in too. So want to be mindful of it because there's a psychology 
to it all. And I would be a liar to not say that when I post my mail days, it doesn't, it does feel good to get a response from people, to see people recognize, to comment, to like. That feels good. But I'm not buying it because I'm looking for the response, if that makes sense. I'm buying the card for me, and the byproduct is getting a response. I'm deeply satisfied when people don't just appreciate each card that we share, but the body of work. So thinking about the mail days, thinking about the posts, we know people that their collecting resonates with us, and we don't think about them singularly through one card. We think about them through their collection and the connection points and how it hits us. This is curation. And so never stop taking ownership of what you're collecting. The more you own it, the more inspired that I will get. I know just as a fan out there following so many of you crazy collectors who spend an irrational amount of money on cards that just make sense to you. And that's what it's all about, baby. It's an escape. This is fun. Sports cards shouldn't shouldn't suck, but there's so many people out there who want to make it try. This is, we're all busy. We all got families. We all got, we, some of us have kids. We're in relationships. We got work. We got priorities. We're supposed to be enjoying this damn thing. They're sports cards, you know? So let's enjoy them. All right, let's get in. We're going to close it out. I remember I said, quick episode. We're coming in hot today. So the Beckett of it all, okay? So the spark notes without getting into the details again go listen to Kyle's show if you want some of those details basically the internet blew up because there was this question of what constitutes what their new grading scale was and this was on display at the mint collective um there was so like the the all the cliff notes and maybe for the more modern listener the spark notes is there was a change then there was a booth display change, and then there was a crazy response, and then there was a backtracking. Uh, well, there was published new grading scale, then there was the backtracking of that, and there was also justification before the backtracking, and then there was a response that they put out saying that there's going to be a survey to elicit f- feedback. So, this, my friends, is a case study in trust, in trust building. Trust is the most important asset that we have in this hobby. Some people might say it's money. Some people might say it's cards. None of that shit matters in this hobby and in most other industries unless trust is created. You build trust in 2023 by transparency, providing evidence, social proof. This strikes a nerve with me because I am in the trust building business professionally. Some people don't understand that's really what marketing is all about. Not only being in marketing, but building a marketing company. I am very mindful about trends. I'm very mindful about information. I'm very mindful about consumer habits. I'm very mindful about psychology. These are all factors that I must consider in order for me to log in to work every day and be effective 
in my role. If I don't consider those things, I am doing a really shitty job in my role. So here's an example, and I like to draw parallels when it makes sense. An example, every Monday, every Monday an episode is published, but most Mondays an episode is published for my work where I bring our CEO on the show. And in those conversations, we're talking about fundraising. We're talking about product updates and issues. We're talking about marketing. We're talking about customers. We're talking about product launches. We're talking about changes. We are communicating what we are doing in real time. It's basically, visualize this. If my company had a megaphone and was in a glass office that was being streamed on Twitch, YouTube, or whatever your favorite platform is, you would all have access to understand how we work. That is what we do. And we are doing that because transparency is critical, especially when we all are selling commodities. And that's really what we're all selling. We're selling commodities and you point it over, whether it's software or you point it at the grading of it all. Think about grading. Is there anything more commoditized than grading in our industry? Probably not. And this, the beckon of it all really provides justification for anybody who's listening to the show who's like sitting there now, because I know you're out there and being like, grading, I've always thought it was a sham. Grading sucks. There's plenty of people with that. And these moves and the backtracking and all of the spinning up and saying stuff that's nonsense, all of that, it leads to more people not trusting and more people turning their nose up at grading. And by all means, I could give a shit if you grade your cards or not. I really don't care. I've got my reasons for why I grade. Some of mine, many people have their others, and I'm not here to sell you on grading. I could give a shit if you grade your cards. What I can say is that Beckett's response with the changes, the hobby-wide survey, it was all a little too late for me. And I'm guessing likely many of you. One thing I think that is taken for granted in this hobby that is critical to any successful business is the value put on marketing, comms, and content. I'm not just talking about pop-up banners and clever messaging. I am talking about building trust. And you do that through excellent communication. You do that before you make decisions. You make people a part of it. You don't just say they're a part of it, but then you show your evidence and you show your results because that's how you build trust. It's so fucking hard to gain traction in the hobby or in any other industry. It's really hard. Everyone's shouting. Everyone's building. Everyone's things the best. Everyone's chasing more views. We live in a digital era where you can lose all of it in an instant. And I think we're beginning to see that over and over again by these actions or lack of action by Beckett. I stopped grading my cards with Beckett a long time ago. And the big reason that I stopped it was because I, it felt like my orders fell into a black hole literally every time. I got no updates. There was no tracker. It was brutal. And I said, well, why do I, I'm not paying money for this anymore because I am someone who values communication. I'm someone who values transparency and I'm not getting it with this provider. So many great cards in our hobby 
are graded by Beckett. If I evaluated my case and look, pulled out all the slabbed cards I had, I would probably half of them are Beckett slabs. I'm concerned that if this continues at the level it does, then not only is that this company going to continue to lose traction, but it's going to impact the cards that we have. Honestly, when all this shit was going down, the first reaction I had was, I'm not dealing with this bullshit if they're changing their grading scale and all this. I'll just send my cards to PSA and get them crossed over. And I don't give a shit if they drop a grade or two. I couldn't care less. Because I value the trust that PSA has built with me as a collector. I'm not here to make it about Beckett versus PSA or PSA and SGC. I'm not. I could give a shit. I'm just sharing how I feel. There are very few companies that have a grip on what it takes to service the customer end to end. Everyone has a gimmick, has a hook, has a trap to get you into their funnel. Everyone does. Most of them I'm looking at and can't believe how brutal of an experience that they create. So many people fall out the bottom and churn because none of these businesses, I won't say none, but majority of these businesses that I've experienced do a shitty job servicing the customer, customer success, customer support, making the customer feel valued. And this all goes back to communication. We as a community of collectors that spend hard-earned money in our hobby, treat this as an escape and go here because we believe it's fun, are done getting taken advantage of, taken advantage of from companies. From We're done with bad communication and we're tired of it. All I can say is I really hope Beckett gets their shit together. I hope this is a wake-up call and I fear it won't be because we've been through this rodeo before. We need the Becketts of the world to be strong. We need these businesses to thrive and I want everyone to be successful. But companies are not going to be successful until they start treating us like human beings and not numbers in a fucking spreadsheet. That's what I have to say. And that's my real talk. Obviously, you can tell this is all struck a nerve and I'm super passionate about it. But you as the collector listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, demand more from every provider that you're spending your money on. Demand more. Voice your opinion. Do more. The response, although it was brutal, and although I don't believe anything Beckett has said, the response caused a reaction, and that was because all of you spoke up. Keep collecting cards. This is a happy place. I appreciate you letting me share a little energy while I'm on vacation. I promise you I'm probably asleep on a beach or my kids running all over me. I can guarantee I got a sunburn. Thank you so much, Florida, for sponsoring, being the unofficial sponsor of the Stacking Sides podcast. You all take care and talk to you soon. Bye.